check out my new book, Reach All Readers at reachallreaders.com. When you pre-order, you'll get special access to my Science of Reading mini course. Learn more at reachallreaders.com. How should I introduce sight words to preschoolers? What's a good sight word list for preschoolers? Where can I find preschool sight word worksheets? These are all questions I've heard from parents who are eager to get their children on the right path when it comes to learning to read. They're all good questions, but I think we need to back up and ask this question first. Should we teach sight words in preschool? We'll get into it right after the intro. Welcome to Triple R Teaching, where we encourage you to think differently about education by helping you reflect, refine, and recharge. This isn't just about trying something new as you educate those entrusted to your care. We'll equip you with simple strategies and practical tips that will fill your toolbox and reignite your passion for teaching. It's time to reflect, refine, and recharge with your host, Anna Geiger. Okay, first of all, let's clarify what sight words are. Some people will tell you that sight words are words that cannot be sounded out. But the researcher's definition of sight words is different. According to researchers, sight words are words that a reader recognizes instantly without needing to sound out or guess. Therefore, all beginning readers have a different sight word vocabulary because they all know a different set of words by sight. It's probably best to speak in terms of high-frequency words. These are the most commonly used words in printed text. Obviously, readers need to know high-frequency words, but how they learn these high-frequency words matters. We'll get to that in a minute, but first we need to talk about what preschoolers or really any child should know before they learn to read. They need five important pre-reading skills. So one of those would be concepts of print. They hold books correctly, turn the pages in the right direction. They know that each word on a page represents a spoken word and they understand that text is read from left to right. They need language and listening skills. So they should be able to retell a familiar story in their own words, even if it's very, very basic. They engage with stories as you read to them, and they can answer very simple questions about a story. They need letter knowledge. They should recognize the letters of the alphabet, or at least a few if you're going to teach just a few at a time and then teach them to sound out words. That's one option. They don't have to know the whole alphabet, but it does make it easier. And they can name each letter sound or a number of them. Okay, so with some reading programs, you teach like maybe five letters at a time, and then you teach children to sound out words using those letters. If that's the approach you're taking, they don't have to know the whole alphabet. But you want to make sure, of course, that they are able to get started with that. Phonological and phonemic awareness is another important pre-reading skill. So there is debate about whether or not rhyming is necessary for learning to read. Technically, it's not. You can still learn to read without being able to rhyme, but it's certainly helpful because if you think about it, it's actually a form of phonemic awareness. You're substituting that initial phoneme. So you want them to be able to have a concept of word. They could count words in a sentence. They can count syllables. I think it's important that they can rhyme, but if they can't, you can still get started with reading. What's most important is the phonemic awareness piece, and that is that they can put sounds together to make a word and separate a word into its sounds. So if you say, put these sounds together to make a word, f, i, sh, can they tell you the word is fish? Can they take the word fish and break it up into its sounds? F, i, sh. Can they identify the first and last sound in a word? We're not talking about letters. We're talking about the actual sound. 
And finally, do they have an interest in learning to read? Do they enjoy being read to? Do they ask you to read to them? Do they pretend to read? These pre-reading skills are important. And when they're in place, or at least we're on a good path to establishing them, then we should teach preschoolers to sound out words. Notice I did not say we should teach them sight words. We want to teach them to blend sounds into words. This is not what I used to teach. I used to think that they should learn sight words first because it seems easier sometimes to memorize a few words than to sound them out. In fact, because I believed this, I created a huge set of sight word books for preschoolers to learn to read. And these books require them to use the pictures to solve most of the words. But those sight words were repeated over and over. I thought they could just memorize the repeated sight word and use the pictures to read the rest, and that would be fine. They would be learning to read. Well, I don't share those books anymore because I've learned that three cueing, something I learned to use in college and graduate school, is a major problem and not something we should be teaching beginning readers to use. Well, okay, what if preschoolers struggle to sound out words? So we're trying to start with sounding out, but they can't quite do it. Well, you might think you should switch to giving them lists of words to memorize, but that's not the answer. Instead, you should go back to those pre-reading skills I mentioned earlier, in particular, phonemic awareness. Phonemic awareness is the ability to play with individual sounds in words. Readers should be able to isolate, blend, segment, and manipulate phonemes. I didn't mention that before, but manipulate means switching out sounds. Now, we certainly can and should continue to teach phonemic awareness as we teach phonics, If children don't have the basics of phonemic awareness, they're not going to be successful with reading. You could practice oral blending if your child struggles to sound out a three-letter word like hat. So instead of having them sound out the word with the letters, you could say, put these sounds together to make a word. At. What's the word? Hat. If your child cannot come up with that word, that's a really good sign you need to build phonemic awareness first. Now, after preschoolers are starting to sound out words, we can teach sight words and I'm going to use that in quotes, really we're talking about high-frequency words that are not decodable. But when we do that, we don't need to go overboard. We can teach high-frequency words that they need to read because they're in the decodable books that they're reading. So for example, if the story goes, the cat is big, cat and big are very easily decodable, the is not, and is isn't too hard as long as they know that s can represent z, but they may not know that right away. So you may need to teach those two words explicitly with giving particular attention to the spellings that are not what you would expect. So you can still break the words apart into their sounds. So for the, th, uh, talk about how we use th to represent th, and in this word we use an e, which is a surprising letter to represent the uh sound. As for what sight words you should teach to preschoolers, I don't think you should teach them to memorize very many words, but it's okay to do a little bit of that at the beginning. So Readsters, which is Linda Farrell, and I don't remember who she works with, but his name is Michael something. They recommend teaching these words to pre-readers. The, a, I, to, and, was, for, you, is, and of. But again, you don't just want to teach these as, you know, whole words just to memorize. You should call attention to the sounds in the words, and how you spell them. I actually have a collection of free sight word lessons with decodable books on my website. It includes 30 on the website. I also have the full set of 240 that are available for purchase, but you could just check out the 30 free ones. Each one has a very explicit lesson for 
it could certainly work in preschool or kindergarten or first grade, along with a book, a decodable book that features that specific high frequency word. So you can find a link to that as well as a transcript of this episode in the show notes, themeasuredmom.com forward slash episode 11. I'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of Triple R Teaching. For more educational resources, visit Anna at her home base, themeasuredmom.com, and join our teaching community. We look forward to helping you reflect, refine, and recharge on the next episode of Triple R Teaching.